Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. The WTA Finals, it's Friday night. We know how to party. It's Catherine Whitaker, it's Matt Roberts, it's myself, David Law, and we're here, we're doing dailies. We're doing dailies, folks. How'd you fancy that? Yeah, we've accidentally all worn a uniform for our first WTA Finals daily podcasts. Genuine accident. We are wearing hoodies, folks. (laughs) I'm a mid-40s man in my hoodie, and it ain't pretty. Thank goodness this is audio only. Well, the good news is that we have had the draws made today. Eight singles players, eight doubles players. Um, We have... Shenzhen hosting the tournament for the first time. They've got a 10-year stay. I'm going to be 56 when that ends. Um, And uh, we've got $4.7 million check to give out to somebody going undefeated. Uh, So if Matt Roberts was playing, he'd be getting that. Um, but, uh, But he's not. And there are eight players that may win that sum of money, which is double what anybody's ever won before at this tournament. It's nearly double what the blokes are going to earn uh, at the equivalent event at the ATP Finals at the O2 in a few weeks' time. Catherine, are you pleased to see a check like that for the year-end tournament for the women? Oh, I wasn't expecting that question. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's grotesque amounts of money, isn't it? But professional sport sort of is. So um, I'm as, uh, yeah, the more the more dollars, the merrier. Great. Awesome. I mean, it, it it is obscene, but why not, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound? Why not be super duper obscene? How many beers could I buy with that? I mean... I could be two beers law for the rest of my life on that, couldn't I? More than two, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't handle that, so that wouldn't happen. Anyway, we're going off we're going off track here. There's that there's that isn't there that type of um whis is it whiskey that has like gold leaf gold or is it tequila that has like gold specks in it? Really? Oh, Okay, so you'd, you'd need yeah. you'd, you'd, people, people trying to show off about their ostentatious wealth. 
Right. I think okay, so indulge in it sometimes. There you go, Alina Svitolina. There's your there's the carrot that dangles before you. Oh, we win, can just win you know. the WTA finals and you might be drinking tequila with gold bits in it. Anyway. I'll Google that. Right. So let's have a look at the draw first of all. We've got loads to talk about today. We've got the draws, we've got the order of play. I've got other topics as well that they know nothing about, and I can't wait to get into them and see the look on their faces. Uh, but first of all, let's have a look at the draws for the WCA finals, which start on Sunday. Uh, in the UK, it's going to be live on BT Sport. I'm going to be talking about it and watching it, which is going to be great fun, um, for me anyway. Um, you, you may not, maybe not for you. Right. In the red group is Ash Barty, Petra Kvitova, Naomi Osaka, and Belinda Bencic. In the purple group is Karolina Pliskova, Simona Halep, Bianca Andreescu, and Alina Svitolina. Right, pick your semi-finalists, folks. Catherine. Oh, cripes. Um, the... <laughs> Why do you keep putting me on the spot? I was still Googling Goldschlager. <laughs> Come on. Which is the name of the... Uh, the it's schnapps, it turns out. 53.5% alcohol. So that's Ooh, what you yeah. could spend now your 4.7 mil on. Um, well, okay. I'm just thinking about Goldschlager. Matt, do you want to answer the semi-finalist question? Well, I was going to preface all my comments in this podcast with, I haven't got a clue what's going to happen in Shenzhen, <laughs> but I think it's going to be really good. But That's I, not prefacing, Matt. That's ending the podcast. <laughs> but I kind, of, I kind of feel like anyone who really says with confidence that they know what's going to happen is lying because it is so open. Um, do such me a people liar, exist? Have, has anybody, as has any known person, said that? I think David might be about to. Go on then. Well, I've set him up for a fool, Matt. Done. No, it's Matt's <laughs> turn first. Come on, I want Matt to make a fool of himself first. <laughs> um. Okay, I will go with <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Osaka and Belinda Bengchik. And Bianca Andreescu and Alina Svitolina. Oh, there you go. You see, conviction. That Catherine, was... anything, anything yet, or or do I need to talk first? How have Ash Barty and Belinda Bencic never played? Mm. That is. How have Alina Svitolina and Belinda Bencic never played? That is going to be variety heaven, isn't it? Barty against yeah. Bencic. How has that never happened? Um, we don't know what the court surface is like, do we? Well, I've picked Bencic to win the thing, haven't I? Did I do that? Yes, I think I did do that. Pliskova said it's slow. Right. Oh, right. That sounds like a whinge, doesn't it? It sounds like a very Pliskova thing to say, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so I'm going to go for Andreescu. Um... Because she's never lost to any, anyone in her group. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I'm going to go for Halep. She's back with Darren Cahill. She's seen pictures of Darren alongside her hitting on the apparently slow court. If it's slower, that should suit her well. So, yeah, OK, I'm going to go for Andrescu and Halep. And I'm going to go for, with major thanks to Hannah Wilkes and Live Tennis for this beautifully crafted um, table of head-to-heads, which is just rocking my world right now. I'm going to go for Osaka 
and Barty. Haven't you just gone for five so hang players? On. So hang on. So Benchich is did winning I? the tournament. Is not getting out of the group. What I did say Benchich, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Oh, that's just a highlight oh. already. The dailies are <laughs> worth on. it for that moment alone. Hang on a second, but Benchich isn't in either of the tables. Can I retract my <laughs> can I retract my praise for the the the, the tables? <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> she's not in them. What? Hannah, Look, what are you doing? It says, it says purple group, Plishkova, Andrescu, Halips, Vitalina. And red group, Barty, Asaka, Kavitova. Svitolina? No, that should be Benchich, not Svitolina in the red group. Yeah. However, okay, <laughs> so Catherine's got Svitolina going through twice, okay. I think. I think it's just a name typo. Okay. Yeah. Imagine what type. our day eight daily WTA finals podcast <laughs> okay. is going to be like. <laughs> imagine, what day, well, imagine what day eight of year 10 in Shenzhen's going to look like. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to oh. go for Benchich and Osaka and whichever two I said for the other group, Andrescu and Halep. Right, okay. Great. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, I was worried, wasn't I, about how we were going to fill half an hour with chat about Eight people split into two groups of four. Yeah, we've well, eight minutes I've in already. Solved, solved a problem for all of us there. Yeah, doubled up a You're, player in you each group. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Um, talking of head-to-heads, that I I love looking at the slightly weird head-to-heads that that are in those tables, and you got Svitolina five, Barty zero. Wouldn't have expected Ooh. that. You've got Kvitova seven, Svitolina two. You've got Pliskova 5, Svitolina 3, and yet Svitolina's won the last three of them and ended up winning the title on all three occasions that oh, she's wow. beaten Pliskova. Uh, I, I mean, I've turned into Matt here. This is good, isn't it? <laughs> and you've got Halep 7, Pliskova 3. Um, I love that. I love these head-to-heads. I think a really interesting well, one for the group stages is um, this year, the fact that Bengchik has beaten Osaka three times. She's, oh, right. She obviously ended her US Open title defence and also beat her I, towards the start of the year, I think in Madrid and maybe Indian Wells as well. Um, so Osaka just hasn't been able to figure Bengtschik out at all. So I do think that match, which we're going to see in the group stages, will be absolutely fascinating. I think, it, I think it's interesting with lopsided head-to-heads when it gets too lopsided, I think there's a there's a tipping point. It gets too lopsided and it's dull. Like you know what's going to happen. It's your it's your Djokovic Burdick. It's your Federer Ferrer, Serena Sharapova. Your Safin in, Santoro. Your Safin Santoro. But then at the early stages of the sort of lopsided head-to-head rivalries, it's really interesting because you're thinking, can they finally figure it out? Which is kind of what you've got with. Medvedev and Sitsipas at the moment on the men and I think Osaka and Bengtschik is the standout one on the women's tour at the moment Also, Halep has not got a losing record against anyone in the draw Wow Yeah 24 yeah, she's, she's never played Andreescu Well, she hasn't, no I mean, And that's beautiful, that's the first match in that group mm. um, Well, for those two players they play each other I, I think that that 
is probably the match I'm looking forward to mm. most because there's so much at play there because of their Romanian, the Romanian heritage of of Andrescu and the way when she won the U.S. Open, Halep was right in her corner. You know, she was immediately celebrating that as a Romanian victory as well as an Andrescu and a, and a Canadian victory. That that is clearly part of of Andrescu in the in her outlook as well as. You know, she genuinely feels, I think, both nationalities, um, and and it is. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see. We haven't seen her play anybody yet and be intimidated or seemingly second guessing anything. And I just wonder whether that that element of it might have a factor to play at all. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but oh, maybe it would. I'd there. be surprised. I think it makes it more interesting for all of us. But I don't think on the court it'll impact Bianca Andreescu one bit. What do you mm. think, Matt? No, I don't either. I mean, it was a match that was that was likely to happen at the U.S. Open. I think they were drawn to meet in the fourth round. But then, what was it? One hundred and five net approaches later, by Taylor Townsend and <laughs> um, and Halep was out. Um, but yeah, I think I think Andreescu will respond really well to that, and I'm also not sure how fit Halep is. She's she pulled out of was it Wuhan with a back injury mid match, I think. Um, so I'm not sure about how fit she actually is. Whereas Andreescu hasn't played a great deal. She sort of rested herself a little bit since the U.S. Open. She lost that one match to Osaka, but not sure that was really any cause for alarm. I think she'll pick up where she's you know where she's been all season, really, just beating everyone. Simon Briggs has written about Bianca Andreescu in his column today, and I, I've picked out a few lines. I mean, I don't know what it is about Andreescu, what she does to Simon Briggs's outlook on life, but you know how, how high he was that day he was talking about her in, in, in New York when he was like, check me out. Remember that? Was that, was that Andreescu or something else? It's burned <laughs> onto my brain, David. Well, what, Do I remember? I mean, I'm trying to work out whether Catherine was more excited about Simon Briggs's general outlook on life that day or Daniel Medvedev generally at the US Open. It was, <laughs> it's definitely a flip of the coin. Uh, anyway, listen, listen to this from Simon Briggs, who incidentally, you know, sounded like he, he, he was on half speed the other day when he was on the podcast for the first few seconds. He sounded like he'd genuinely just woken up. However, here, he, this is how he writes. He says about Andrescu... Um, if she carries on like this in Shenzhen, she will chew her way through the field like a piranha in a dentist's fish tank. He said she has more shots than a tequila bar and deploys them with the easy <laughs> confidence of a young Roger Federer. Any mention of a postcoital cigarette? <laughs> Not yet. However, haven't finished reading out yet. Uh, her, her messianic self-belief offers a point of difference from other young players in Shenzhen. As the 1980s-born legends gradually clear the stage, the most successful inheritors may be those who move frictionlessly through this peculiar lifestyle, wasting little energy other than what they burn on the court. We can see it with Andreescu, as well as with the most successful male challenger of the year, Daniel Medvedev. Hashtag Andreescu fam. Yeah, <laughs> Simon Briggs, fully paid up member. Um, yes, and he's wondering whether the the rest of the locker room will, will be worried as to whether she's brought her superhero cape with right. her. Right, 
I'm just wondering what the dentist the Simon's dog, going to. He's <laughs> got piranhas. Do yeah. you think Coco's made the trip to Shenzhen? Of course she has. Not sure what the well, I'm not sure what the quarantine laws are in China. And and if Coco's not there, is Coco the source of all her powers? Because I've touched that dog and it's just a great dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool dog. Um so right, you lot are going for so who have you got winning it then from here? <laughs> let's not do let's not do it again. <laughs> Uh, I went for Benchich, didn't I? I'll stand by Benchich. Right, you got Benchich. So who have you got, Matt? Uh, Andrescu. Right, okay. Well, I'm going for the semi-finalists. I'm going to pick Ash Barty and ooh, Petra Kvitova. And I will pick Andrescu and Halep. Yeah. And I think to win it, I will go for Barty. I think Barty's very interesting because for most players, this is the end of their season. But obviously, she still has the Fed Cup. And that, oh, yeah. that I always find that an interesting dynamic when a player has either the Fed Cup or Davis Cup to come after the uh, season-ending finals. And for me, I've, I'm thinking, you know, there's no reason why Barty can't win both, probably. But I think she really, really wants to win the Fed Cup. Um and that might be her priority for the rest for the end of the season if she if she was having to kind of pick um not that i think she will necessarily but yeah i don't know i could i, I could think, see that i think the the freshness element is is a big one because she did look so tired in beijing when i saw her a few weeks ago i mean she's had a bit of time off since then but it does it does concern me on on the half, behalf of some players but Equally, I think that they're all going to be so pumped for this. I think all of these players are going to be up for this. Mm. If you can't get up for $4.7 million, then you should go and work at Asda. Catherine might not have a nap if $4.7 million (laughs) is on the line. (laughs) I would consider cancelling my nap, postponing my nap. Right, okay. Uh, Right. The have I said a winner? Yeah, I've said Barty. Right, the doubles groups. Uh, just a couple of notable storylines here. Uh, in the doubles, you've got Elise Mertens and Arena Sabalenka as the top seeds, um, and they have been playing unbelievably well. They won the U.S. Open doubles, didn't they? And they also won the Sunshine double, uh, Indian mm. Wells and Miami. Uh, Tamea Babos, who's won the title the last two years, uh, is playing with Kristin Mladenovic. They're the defending champions. So those two teams in the red group. With Chan, uh, so Hao Ching Chan and Letitia Chan uh, are the fifth seeds, and then Anna Lena Grunefeld and Demi Schur, who, uh, who I think is from Belgium. And there was a story last year, I think, that Mertens and Schur were going to split because Mertens didn't want to play doubles anymore, apparently. And then she goes and gets a different partner and wins everything. Oh, where have I heard that before? <laughs> It's very funny. A, a tale uh, as old as time. Indeed. <laughs> so, Shay Suwei, uh, Barbara Stritzover. What a doubles partner that uh, partnership that is. Shay and Stritzover are playing together in the purple group. Dubrovsky and Zhu, and then Krechikova and Siniakova, and Stosa and Zhang. Those are your teams in the red and the purple groups. Um, and it all starts on Sunday. 
at uh, 4.30 local time, which in the UK I think is about 8.30 in the morning with Osaka against Kvitova. Who's winning that? Oh, crikey. Uh, Osaka. Osaka. Australian Open final repeat for the first match. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. You've Um, got to go Kvitova, haven't you, David? Yes, I'll go Kvitova. And then Barty against Bencic. I think I've backed myself into a very Benchichy corner, yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll go for Benchich. I'm going Barty in their first ever meeting. And then on Monday, then there's two doubles matches in the afternoon there. And then on Monday, it's Pliskova against Svitolina. Uh, I think I'd go Svitolina. Svitolina, yeah, if we're already same. hearing grumblings about the court. And Andrescu against Halep, which I, ju- I think is just mouth-watering, isn't it? Andrescu. Ditto. Never pick against Andrescu. I'm going Halep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what David Law thinks of my opinion. (laughs) Um. That was beautifully timed. Yes. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in, being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Um, right, a couple of other points. Um Important talking point from last week, and I really feel we need to give this just a little bit of attention. Which broken bone would you like to have if you had to have one? Uh, is a storyline we were having in last week's show. Matt, you didn't get to answer this. Um, Catherine went for collarbone. I went for little well, toe. No, I, w- I, I, I invoked um, feedback from medical professionals. Yeah, we've we got imperfect knowledge at the moment. I want to. I mean, a medical professional will be able to tell you in a heartbeat. We got a lot of replies. It's not. I don't think it's a subjective thing. I mean, uh, Katura said collarbone. Susie said depends on the break. To be honest, helpful. Thanks. Uh, Julie says collarbone. Um, none of these appear to be in any way medical professionals. Uh, Baldelli says little toe, providing you can rest it, it will heal the quickest. 
Um, I don't think that's true, actually. I think fingers and toes, it can take quite a long time and they can end up wonky very easily. Right. Okay. I've got a friend that's just just still recovering from a broken finger and it's we're sort of about eight weeks hence now and it looks a bit sort of wicket-keeper-y. Right. Okay. Uh, Robin Daniels, If you look at the hands of of any any wicket-keeper in... uh, cricket you, you can see the evidence of how poorly a broken finger can heal okay uh well robin daniels friend of the podcast says for the record you elected to break your little toe in the latest pod let me strongly advise you not to i broke mine and the pain level was off the scale agony is the word so yeah, but i think that probably applies to any broken bone doesn't it i mean it's all it's all relative here okay matt have you come up with one yet or not or are you going to I always thought the answer was collarbone. Right. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Yeah. I thought this Catherine was a debate wins. that had been solved years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't had it on the tennis podcast no, yet. And true. until we've had it on there, it, it doesn't count. It's not ratified. <laughs> now it is, apparently. Um, j- just a few other things. Uh, we've had Basel you, and Vienna have, going on bro- this what, week. As... What bones have you broken both? None. None. Never a broken bone. No, what? Nothing. Neither of you. No. Have you broken anything? I've broken my nose. Right. Oh. And I've, I've fractured my wrist, I think, but not like a green the green stick fracture or something pathetic. Was that through You've ice never skating? Broken a bone. Was that figure skating? The wrist was ice skating. The um, the nose was just ineptitude. <laughs> right. Did you walk into something or? <laughs> I. I, it was in gym at school, and I hit it on a bench. Right. Okay. Uh, why am I laughing? I mean, I really shouldn't be. Um, but I mean, can't believe you've never broken a bone. Well, when right. you're as supple and agile and you know athletic as me, I mean, you can you can. It's just like the rubber man, isn't it? You know, it's so so adept at um, getting myself out of trouble with my physical ability. Um, so what was I saying? Basel and Vienna this week, um, and Zuhai as well, which um, I, I, I covered the first couple of days of for BT Sport. I was, it was It's one of those funny tournaments where you see somebody just put in an absolutely barnstorming win in the first round robin stage, and you are sure they're going to win the whole thing. And that was me with Diana Yastremska. Uh, <laughs> and, then she, uh, and then she went and lost to Kiki Buttons, and she was out. I mean, she only played two <laughs> matches. Um, Ash Barty won the whole thing last year despite losing one of her two round robin matches um, and I think uh, their semi-final lineup. now we're going to we're gonna have to come back to this because I can't remember what the lineup is uh, so uh, what was the saying about um, Basel was the, the, the other tournament I wanted to talk about which was uh, stop laughing which was Zverev <laughs> losing oh, to never Frisk. record on a Friday night again <laughs> uh, did you did you see that? Zverev lost to lost to Frisk. Uh, Frisk? Who's Frisk? Fritz. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? Did you see that? No. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to be better tomorrow, folks. I'm telling you, we're going to be really good all week long. But Zverev lost to Taylor Fritz, everybody, and uh, it, it happened. Um, right, I will. T- I tell you what, I'll turn the microphones off of my colleagues here because they're just 
not playing ball whatsoever. <laughs> right, semi-final line of Pazuhai is Kiki Burton's against <laughs> Zheng Sai Sai and uh, Carolina Muhova against Arena, Arena Savalinka. <laughs> Catherine's not, not the video off the table. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we're not even drinking. But I haven't seen any of that either. I haven't seen any of that either. (laughs) So go ask Matt. Okay, Matt. So (laughs) tell us about um, who's going to win out of Burton's and Zhang and Muhova and Sabalenka. Very important. I mean, how do you feel? Well, how do you feel about Zuhai as a tournament? I've I find it really hard to get into. I thought. I thought last I thought the switch in the calendar to moving it before the WTA finals would make all the difference but I don't know I just I find the narrative of that tournament yeah. quite hard Well you the know, narrative's it's, 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 t- the narrative's tough and the other thing is the, these three person groups there are four mm. groups of three players and so like I say last year you get Ash Barty winning one losing one and getting through to the semis and winning the title Arena Sabalenka yeah. who beat her in the round robin, didn't even make the semis. I mean, it's... Why doesn't it just have the exact same format as the WTA Finals? It should be a Europa League. It should be the exact same format, just one tier down. Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why it's 12 players. I don't get why it's four groups. Um, I agree with Matt. I was expecting to get a lot more into it as a result of the shift in the calendar because on paper, I like the concept, (laughs) but there's still something... Mm. Not quite right. Is, it still needs a lot of lot of tweaking. There is that kind of springboard element of it. Can it act as a springboard for you the next season, like we saw with Barty? I think Svitolina has said that she she enjoyed playing it in the past for the round robin experience, and then that helped her in the WTA finals, where there's also round robin. It's obviously those are the only events where you play round robin. But I kind of feel like that springboard effect is just a natural consequence of of the fact that these are the players ranked. 9 to 18 most of them are probably are kind of on the up anyway and it doesn't mm. it doesn't feel like this tournament is having a huge impact on their on like the course of their careers i, I don't know i just it's a lot of it's, a lot, it's an interesting field there's some interesting players who've had good seasons i just find it a really difficult tournament to get my teeth into yeah yeah i mean it's yeah, it feels a bit like a bit of an afterthought, anyway. Which, of course, mm. it is. But the the main thing is, it's just this this format. I, I think yeah. if they, I think you're right. I think if they just match them up, it would. You don't want to be constantly thinking who's through and why yeah. and all this. It's just it, it's frustrating, really. There was a match to today where I think was it Martic against Zeng, and Zeng needed to win seven games to qualify. So effectively, seven yeah, games to win the match. That sort of thing. I mean that isn't tennis. Yeah. That's that's yeah. You know, and Madison Keys said she tried to calculate it and gave up. You know, she just she just yeah. It no, it's wasn't not, for it's her. Best way. Um, you you met, we talked about Basel. Um, it was going to be f- <laughs> what? Going to attempt to do Basel. Going to go back to Basel. <laughs> just just quickly, just quickly. Federer, Federer was going to play Vavrinka, wasn't he? And uh, so what was wrong with Vavrinka? He had to pull out. Yeah, he hurt his back. In I think he said in the final game against TFO last night, which was I've, I did watch quite a lot of that, and that was quite a good match. Um, 
But it's one of those situations where we've had it quite a lot this this year, it seems, where a big quarterfinal or semifinal, certainly a lot of Masters events, has been, well, hasn't happened because of a withdrawal. But this was a almost unique situation in that Wawrinka withdrew kind of five minutes after winning the match she needed to get through and kind of 24 hours before the match. You're kind of wondering whether they could come up with some kind of solution for the crowd the next day. I don't, I don't think they did put anything extra mm. on in terms of an exhibition. But yeah, that was a shame. So Federer just got a walkover straight through to the straight through to the semis. And he's only spent about what? two hours on court to get there because he thrashed, who was it, Goyov Chicken, Radio Albot in the first two matches. Yeah, he, he, he was six, six love, two love up against Albot. Poor bloke. <laughs> yeah, so it was like sort of... a. Twitter was thrashing Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to play Sitsipas now. Sitsipas just beat Krajanovic. Oh, right. Ooh, uh, incidentally, um, when... Oh, hang on. Is that right? If I... Hang on. When, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, what? what a contribution I'm making to this podcast. Yes, he well, is going to play Sitsipas now. Okay. Well, that'd be worth watching anyway. Mm. Uh, and whilst... Uh, while um, Federer was... Beat, I think it was beating Albot. I mean, he was playing out of his mind, wasn't he? And people were were talking about how well he was playing. And, and Ben Rothenberg said, is it possible for someone as accomplished as Federer to tree? Because I think Federer is treeing. Now, I didn't know what treeing meant. Urban Dictionary. So in tennis, in tennis, the term treeing refers to the act of hitting every ball as hard as you can, going for winners at inappropriate times and or playing in such a way that depicts oneself to be playing without an essence of strategy. Joe won the match against oh, the one seed, it, but he was treeing out of his of mind. A of treeers going through my mind. Yeah. Uh, and a bit more here. Treeing originated in Vero Beach, Florida in the 1980s, and it means to play incredible tennis without really missing for an extended period as to win an epic upset match or just to have an amazing tennis day. It transcends just playing well, movement, concentration, even romance. Everything just clicks. Is is romance the area of my game that I've been neglecting? <laughs> it's a very rare occurrence, and one can only hope it's during an important match. Part of the puzzle. Like Matt had against me. Yeah. <laughs> So my, so my takeaway from this is that Yelena Ostapenko treed to win the French Open. Yes. Is, is that, I, is that know, fair? I think you have come up Lucas with... Lucas Russell treed his way to beating Nadal. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I genuinely feel like Matt has come up with the the perfect definition right there. And I, and I think we need to enter that into the Urban Dictionary, and I'm going to try. I don't know how you do it, but I'm going to have a go because I think that that was... Perfect, Matt. So well done. Right then, I think that just about does it for an edition of the Tennis Podcast to preview the WTA finals and talk about various other uh, stuff. We'll try not to record this on a is Friday night. The first night of about um, four hundred daily pods we're doing in November. Unfortunately, no one's going to come back for any more. We've oh, got off God. to a flyer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so right well thanks folks uh, go and have a go and have a drink if it sounds like you've already had a few um, <laughs> honestly haven't oh, brought God. to you in association it's with the Telegraph naturally rubbish uh, executive produced by Rio with a Y uh, with our no we're not <laughs> <laughs> executive produced by tennisballs.com with our mascot Rio with a Y I mean Rio if this is your executive producing you need to work on it 
Um, <laughs> and uh, listen to the tennis podcast. Tell all your friends to listen to the show, just not this one, because it's rubbish. Um, but we'll be back with better ones in the in the coming days uh, to talk about the uh, the matches, the results, the wonderful performances, and the excitement all taking place in Shenzhen. We'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 